Greetings, humanity. We are very close to the end of this series, finally. This albatross round my neck. This raven sitting atop the pallid bust of Pallas above my chamber door, staring down at me, glowering, and demanding that I finish it. This series on continuity within various fictional things that asks the question, does canon matter? Today I'm going to ramble at you about Terry Pratchett and the Discworld books specifically. If you're not familiar, this is a large series of books that Terry Pratchett wrote over a series of decades, and they are all connected. They're in the genre of comedic fantasy or fantastical comedy, depending on which side of the room you're standing. It's basically a D&D-like world that Terry Pratchett uses to make fun of various tropes in fantasy fiction and also a lot of other types of fiction, and even social commentary. Lots of different things work their ways into these books. Now, each one of the books that he released in that series is considered canon, so it's not really a big question there. He also released a series of books that talked about individual things in Discworld, like how science works, and lists of recipes, and things of that nature, and I believe those are also considered part of the canon. There have also been adaptations, there have been TV movies, there have been radio series, I think there have been comic books, I'm not completely sure on that count, and there have been a few video games. All of those are adaptations, they're not really quote-unquote part of the main canon as most people would understand it. But of course, the neat thing about Discworld that Pratchett introduces fairly early on is that it is tied into the idea of many realities. So you can always imagine things from various other media are tied into it in one way or another, and you'd probably be right. There is even a Discworld RPG. Steve Jackson Games put it out. I believe it uses a light version of the GURPS system. But overall, I think the interesting thing to talk about with respect to Discworld's canon is how the novels relate to each other. One of the most common questions that I hear from folks who are wanting to just get into it is, where do I start? And... The cool thing about the way Pratchett wrote these books, really, is that they're virtually all very friendly to new readers. He tries to make each book as self-contained as possible. Some you may need a little bit of background on, and he generally provides as much of that as he can in the narrative, but for the most part, it was kind of clear that he wanted people to jump on whenever they wanted, and with whatever book they wanted, and not have to feel obligated to read all the others that came before it. Now, there are a number of different storylines that run throughout the books that people can follow if they choose and base their reading order on that. I'm not going to go into huge detail right now, because if I did, we'd be here forever. But you have certain books that follow certain characters. Now, I personally have not read all of the Discworld books as of yet. I'm very close to the end of the series. My understanding is Pratchett didn't have a definitive ending in mind, per se. He wanted it to go on forever. And unfortunately, he passed away a few years ago. But like I said, he tries to make each of the books self-contained, so they not only make good jumping-on points, but they also have definitive endings. And then when you pick up another book that happens later in the series that follows the same characters, there's still a progression, and everything that happened prior to that still counts. But in most cases, it's not like you absolutely had to read those earlier books before starting this one. There are a number of standalone novels that are still part of the series, but the main characters of each of those novels are only used as main characters once. 
As for the characters that he uses again and again, there are plenty of charts out there that can show you what book to start with, depending on what kind of thing you're interested in. But very broadly, I could be wrong about this, but I think the most popular characters are the ones in the city watch of a place called Ankh-Morpork, which is the main big city that he uses most often in his books. Not all of them take place there, but I would say most of the books have at least part of their stories taking place in that city. So you have the City Watch novels, which I believe start with Guards Guards. You have a series of books that follow a coven of witches, the lead witch of the coven being Granny Weatherwax. I think the books about the witches are probably the next most popular. And you know, everyone likes one series or another above all else, so a lot of folks will think of the witch novels as being the most popular, which they very well might be. Like I said, I haven't checked, but this is just sort of roughly based on purely my own anecdotal looking around the internet and seeing what I hear the most type stuff and what I hear the most from other people, that kind of thing. So please take all of this with a giant salt shaker. The novels that are generally my favorite are the ones that follow a wizard named Rincewind. Typically not the most popular of the characters, but one that I like. He is portrayed as the worst wizard in the world. He is no good at magic. He is terrified of everything, but he actually is very clever and knows how to survive. And he has a very sort of biting, sarcastic wit. When I first started reading those novels, I saw him being portrayed by someone like Rowan Atkinson in full Blackadder mode. The first book in the Discworld series has him as the main character. Then you have a number of books that follow a personification of death. Death as a character appears in, I think, almost all of the books. There may be one or two that he doesn't show up in. Possibly. But I could be wrong about that. I just may not be remembering right or I didn't look hard enough. But he is in almost all of them. And it is an anthropomorphic personification based largely on traditional images of the Grim Reaper. And he doesn't understand humanity, per se, but you get the sense that he really wants to. And it is hilarious watching him go through the motions as he tries to figure it out. And those books generally follow him and typically one or two members of his adopted family. Then you have a few other books where you have characters that carry from book to book and are major characters in them. There are two or three that feature a character named Moist von Lipvig, who is a professional criminal who initially is caught and sentenced to work at the post office. I believe I've only read the first of the books that he shows up in. It's called Going Postal, and I haven't gotten to the others yet. There are a number of books that have the Wizards of Unseen University in them, and that make a lot of fun of academia and such. And the wizards show up in a lot of different books. I think there are a few that are focused specifically on them, but it's not as specific a thing with them. Pratchett just sort of uses them quite a lot. And then there's a series of books that I have not managed to get around to reading yet, but that go alongside the regular Discworld novels and are part of the continuity. They're a young adult series starring a character named Tiffany Aching. And according to the descriptions of those books, she gets help from a clan of creatures called the Nakmakfiegel, which are these six-inch tall little blue tattooed people. And I believe Pratchett introduced them in one of the main Discworld books. I seem to remember them being in one of the books that I read. So over the last three decades or so, Pratchett has crafted a very detailed world. It has a lot of different things in it. Some of it's stuff that you would find in a typical fantasy world. Magic, dragons, dwarves, trolls, that kind of thing. Some of it playing on more traditional horror tropes, things like vampires and werewolves and zombies. Sometimes he'll borrow quite liberally from Lovecraft. He even occasionally makes mention of that world's version of the Necronomicon, which he calls the Necrotelecomnicon. 
which I believe is an old British telephone system joke, but sadly I lack the specific level of cultural understanding to be able to parse that one all the way. But I seem to remember lots of references from various media about British Telecom and there being a lot of problems with it, to the point that British Telecom became a punchline in and of itself. But what I should mention is that I read the novels in order. I started with the first Rincewind novel, which was The Color of Magic, and read all the way through to a book called Thud, which was a City Watch book, and I haven't read past that as of yet. So I need to read the rest of the books in the series. There aren't that many after that. There are like four of them from the main series that I haven't read, and six YA books. But the really cool thing about reading the books in order is that you can see Pratchett building the world. You can see where an idea starts that he then develops in the next book and then becomes more of a fully realized thing in the next book. And that's across all of them, regardless of which characters or storylines are being featured. So sometimes, for example, he'll throw a character into a book about the witches and then that character will show up in a book about the City Watch and he'll then further develop that character there. Or there'll be a certain type of experimental magic someone's going to be working on in one book and then you'll see it more fully realized and turned into a system of something in the next book, which might feature completely different protagonists, but the idea carried over because it's in the same world and things have progressed. So it's very cool to see all of that happening. If you read the books in order, you get to see the world develop and grow. And that to me is really cool. Like I said, you don't have to read the books in order. You can pick up pretty much any one of them and just go. But if you're feeling up to it, starting at the beginning is not the worst way you could go about it. And it just reinforces how tight the canon is. The Discworld books have a very well put together continuity. But another thing that's really cool about that when we return here to the question of does it matter, is the fact that the way Pratchett has put these books together, each individually, it doesn't have to. Not really. Because, like I said, he tried to make each book a jumping-on point. And he always tried to make it so that even if a particular rule about reality is established, there are ways of getting around it. Those books are very reader-friendly, even to the point that he made it so that you don't have to have a lot of arguments about what counts and what doesn't. You can pretty much just take the bits of it that you like and not worry too much about the rest. And if you get into a conversation with a fellow Discworld fan who's read different books, that's generally okay too, because these are things that are going on in the same world, but that you don't necessarily have to pay attention to because you're over here focused on something else, rather the same way that the books are organized. So I think it's kind of cool that way. Of course, people being people, I'm sure that more than one argument about Discworld continuity has broken out at some point. I'm sure if I wanted to Google it, I could find plenty. Because of course I can, it's the internet. And if there's one thing you can find plenty of on there, it's arguments. But I think for the most part you can have a fairly friendly existence as a fan of Discworld. Now, there are also apparently a number of short stories that I haven't seen as of yet. Apparently they're all available in a book called A Blink of the Screen, so I will probably go looking for that at some point. And interestingly, it looks here like they're saying, they being Wikipedia, that there's another short story called Turntables of the Night that is set in England, but also has death as a character in it, and is probably the same death character. And that brings me to the one other thing I wanted to mention, which is Pratchett's other work. Now, I have not read a lot of other stuff that Pratchett has written. The only other book outside of Discworld by him that I believe I've read is Good Omens, which he co-wrote with Neil Gaiman. There's a funny thing about that book, though, and that's that death shows up in that one, too. Now, 
In that one, the death character is a little bit different. The sort of angel of death character in that novel goes also by the name Azrael. They're sort of combining the Discworld version of death with the angel of death, Azrael. But the character is a lot like the Discworld death. They even use the same kind of text when death talks. Whenever death speaks, it's always in capital letters, and there are no quotes around it because it's kind of like you're hearing death in your head. So that's something I find interesting, and I probably really need to read more of Pratchett's non-Discworld stuff. Because I'm just willing to bet that with the way he looks at multiple realities and the fact that I believe he was indeed a gamer and into D&D and all of that, as many of us are, that he probably has very intentionally linked a lot of his work together with things like that. I really wouldn't put it past him to secretly or not so secretly put all of his works in the same multiverse or vortex of realities or continuum or whatever term you want to use for it. I think I may have mentioned this before, but I always used to use the term multiverse when talking about alternate realities. And apparently now the scientific term multiverse has become a lot more popular, and that means something a bit different from the way that I like to use it. When you're talking to scientists and they use the word multiverse, they mean a bunch of universes physically side by side within the same reality. But it can even get a bit fuzzy when you're talking about that, because there are theories that laws of reality might change from universe to universe, so there's that also to wonder about, and then also you start wondering if the distinction even matters, and some people say yes, and some people say no, but anyway, you know what I'm talking about. All of his books might be in the same multiverse, and I think that that's really cool. And I suppose if there is room for spirited debate about what counts as canon and what doesn't when you're dealing with Pratchett's works, that's where it is. Not so much within the works of Discworld itself, but in the relationships the Discworld books may or may not have with Pratchett's other works. Sadly, I haven't read any of those outside of Good Omens, so that's where I shall have to stop this episode. So that's about all I believe I have to say at the moment about Pratchett's Discworld and its continuity. We are almost done, and I'm very thankful to anyone who's been hanging on this long to listen to this entire series. We are almost there. The next episode where I talk about this, which shall be the last in my series covering the topic Does Canon Matter? and spanning eternity, we will talk about the works of Douglas Adams. And that's one I can probably ramble about for quite a while. So I will definitely be looking forward to sinking my teeth into that one. Take care, folks. I'll see you all of a sudden.